be real. Uh, I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Kevin Tracy. And I'm Ben Deckert. And yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben's still here with us, folks. He didn't disappear. Can't get on rid us of me between, that. between episodes. Yeah, can't get rid of me that easily. Uh, <laughs> even when he has a stroke, man, we can't get rid of him. So uh, we are continuing with our talk about uh, Attack of the Clones. Uh, I think we said in the last episode. I kind of we were hoping maybe this wouldn't have to be split into two, but let's be real. Um, so, yeah, no, there, there just yeah. there's so much to talk about. We're barely scratching the surface. I am trying so hard to hold back so we don't go on as many tangents as we did in um, Phantom, Phantom Menace. There were and it's, many tangents and it's that I cut out. Did you guys listen? Yeah. There were many tangents. I I have not I yet had a because yet. I've been busy watching and rewatching Attack of the Clones and the other. Uh, prequel movies there was um, like one tangent i think i left in because it it went right into the conversation so i had to leave it in but there were some or yeah i think that was fandom as but but um there was some that i like okay this is interesting but i have to there's it's going on for so long i have to cut this out yeah it <laughs> Like, I, I, and I'm trying so hard to to hold back I hear, us going yeah. on any, <laughs> on any tangent. And I mean, there's going to be a few that's coming through, but it's just there's so many like just random funny tidbits of information that I felt like kind of slipped through the cracks. Uh, if you're just like casually watching this, but like Ben and I, like we've seen this movie like so many times. It's yeah. Like, ben, like when's the last time you saw this movie? Um, then? I know I watched all the movies before Force Awakens came out. I think I did the same thing before Last Jedi. Yeah. So, so it, it's been, definitely it, it, Last Jedi, when that came out, that was the last time I watched episode one for sure. Yeah. And I guess episode two and Clone War, Attack of the Clones. Even if we haven't seen these movies like in a while, like we still know these movies so well that we could, like you're following along like, like right yeah. with I us. I think Attack of the Clones and, is one of the stars movies I've seen the most. Yeah, I I feel like it's kind of the same with me. I mean, I've definitely seen... It's the first like, one I can remember seeing in theaters, yeah. and it's the first movie I can remember that I saw twice in theaters. I think I even nice. saw it three times. I don't remember. It was a long time <laughs> oh, ago. Ooh, we got a fancy yeah. movie. I, I think, I, yeah, I think the first movie that I saw multiple times in theaters was uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, okay, I yeah. think that's funny. I think my sister went and saw that and then my whole family went and saw that in theaters and then i think uh i think finding nemo i saw twice in theaters and i was thinking about this today uh i think high school musical three i saw twice in theaters <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. perfect um and like one of the twilight movies i think i saw and harry potter like those those type of things i saw twice oh wait <laughs> last movie i saw twice in theaters I... was force awakens uh I think the last movie I saw multiple times in theaters was uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Nice. Because I had to see that movie more than once. <laughs> I love how in our attempt to we're going to have less tangents, we went off on one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so... <laughs> uh, where, yeah, yeah, where do we uh, leave off in talking about we're the movie? We're about halfway through. I think it, there were... We were at the pod race, right? <laughs> yeah. yes yeah ben quagineros we are uh just after like we were talking about anakin having his like night or his vision yeah, about his, he's mother. Had his nightmare and the next morning he's like you know meditating or whatever and and padme comes out and uh, this is 
this is why I asked earlier if like she had servants there because her hairstyle changes as much as her clothes and her hair in particular, like the night before it was in a fat braid and this more and this morning it's, these are not regular curls. These are someone curled her hair and I'm like, okay, this is just impossible. Like, there's no way. Did you get your hair curled before the second you woke up? Or this, like, that is not you. <laughs> no, that it just she just wakes up with like natural curls. This is, again, doesn't your hair like, do that? It's just like, like I said, a lot of Padme's clothing are all meant to be because trying to like connect her into this whole like weird cheesy romance novel that that this whole storyline has taken. And, and this is but anyway um anakin uh is like you know meditating and like oh your presence is soothing and then decides to go to tatooine to find his mother i have to find my mama <laughs> that's exactly what he said that's his line i actually yep. Yep. it's very <laughs> random the it's not like the um robe or the sweater or whatever she's wearing when she, in this scene it's almost like, oh, that's the same one that she's wearing in uh, Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan comes to her and says, hey, Anakin went to the dark side. And I, the only reason I remember it is because that is probably the one piece of clothing she has that I'm like, I would, I want that. Like, I would wear it all the time. And it looks, it looks <laughs> so soft. Um, but anyway. The, the, like, the almost, like, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. It's like, it's almost like a it's like sheer, a purple, like, fuzzy, like, like sweater robe thing whatever it's like she's wearing it like over her nightgown when she's talking with anakin uh anyway they i think actually this this is this movie does a lot of jumping back and forth between anakin padme and uh obi-wan and then occasionally yoda and uh mace windu and and he's like you know still chasing oh he put a tracker on uh jango fett's uh ship and chasing him, and we get another like chase scene of them going through an asteroid field. Jango Fred's ship that everyone yeah. should recognize from Empire. Yes, the slave one. I fire spray. I was more the thing is because I I don't know if you listen to our Star Wars episodes, Ben, but I kind of yeah, said this last did. okay. I was saying that last year. I was just I did not understand the big deal about Boba Fett because to me like. I know, I'm sure, I, Kevin said, like, he's done a bunch of stuff in, like, novelizations and comics, whatever. But in the movies, all he really yeah. does is, uh, you know, hypothetically... Stand there? Yes, yeah, stand there. He, and- is, he, is, he is the badass-looking hype man in well, the movies, and that's pretty much his- it. Yeah, and he gets, and he, like, you know, takes Han to Jabba, but there's not, like, a real, like, fight between them or anything. He's just kind of standing there. I did not understand why everybody... And I understand, like having a weird love-hate relationship with a villain, but, like, he didn't do anything, and I didn't understand it. And then even, like, Clone Wars, I'm like, I mean, I get why after having seen Attack of the Clones, but he's a little shit in Clone Wars, Boba Fett. And then (laughs) in Mandalorian, I'm like, okay, this is a Boba Fett I can get on board with. So, so his ship doing, what is it? The, like, uh... The the slave one. No, not the, sorry, not the ship, the, uh, like, uh, it's not a bomb, but like the thing, the explosive. The size of charge. Yes. The which has best the sound most design in Star Wars. Yeah. 
Yes, the most satisfying sound in all Star Wars. I think Wars. this movie was nominated for Best Sound. Um, Makes yes. sense. It did not win, but I, it was nominated. Uh, but I also think it's funny because like everyone, like like nitpicks that scenes like it's like as awesome as that sound is, there technically wouldn't have made a sound at all because there's no sound in space. Like, shut up and let me enjoy this. Get your logic out of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um. But they, like, you know, they end up landing on Geonosis, and, uh, yes. you know, Obi-Wan can't get a signal, and then it's like, or I think I'm jumping ahead, but he gets us, he can't get a signal, and is, like, trying to signal Nab- yeah, he- uh, Anakin on Naboo. He's not on Naboo. He's on Tatooine. What's he doing there? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, uh, his, his trusty droid R4, he's trying to, he's trying to contact, um, the, the Jedi Council on Coruscant, but he can't make it because his ship's too badly damaged, so he has to send, basically he has to, like, piggyback a signal through, um, through Anakin, and, because he's the closest one that he can get this message across, but it's like, wait, he's not where he's supposed to be. God damn it, Anakin, you had one job! <laughs> <laughs> so... He he does that and he gets the message across to um to Coruscant and like the prime minister's office and like all the all the Jedi are there because you know they all have to be there, but like before he does that he like investigates he looks around and he's like he didn't see Jango Fett but he does see like you know Dooku and like all these other separatist leaders it's, like Watt Tambor like, talking about yeah Watt Tambor the leader of the techno Gunray. union. <laughs> Don't start with that. No, no tangents. No tangents. Um, um, <laughs> son of a bitch, Ben, you made me lose my train of thought. Um, but yeah, new gun rays there. Yeah, Poggle yeah, the lesser. Yeah, like, uh, yeah a, a lot of like the very the prominent, right um, separatist leaders are there, and he sees like the droid factory. He's like, oh, they are building an army, and he hears them say that, and. He hears um, Newt Gunray saying, "Like, oh, he he's the one who hired the assassination on Padme. Why didn't we think of that? This guy, <laughs> this guy's literally had it out for you since like day one. Um, so he he conveys that message, and then of course, like after he's conveyed that message, he gets attacked by two droidicas and is then basically captured. And it's like, well, we gotta go save him right now." Now, Anakin, I want you to don't go anywhere and protect the senator. Just just stay there and, you know, of course, like, hey, um, you got to protect me. I'm going to, to Geonosis to save him. It's like, all right, well, I got to protect her. Like, well, I'm know, following he puts, Obi-Wan's orders. I know, he puts in no, like, I just, I thought that was weird. I'm like, I, get, I believe, like, yeah, why he would totally be like, okay, sure, you're going. Like, why he didn't put up a fight, but why he was like, not more willing to why he in, didn't initiate hey we got yeah we got to go save obi-wan or i can't like i know i get unless it was it didn't come off as like a discussion of but you'll you know i'm not supposed to leave you and uh you know we're supposed to, i don't know it just i thought it was weird that he wasn't more like on his own like yeah we got to go rescue him it was all padme that was like hey no we got to do this yeah but uh before that when they they get to tatooine and you know oh Watto, everyone's favorite and he ends up finding uh, Shmi Skywalker was got married to some. What was it? what's his name? Cree uh, um, Lars. Cree Lars, and we meet Owen Lars and his girlfriend Baru. And you're like, ah, White, White Sun. What's her name? What White Sun? White Sun. 
Yeah. It's never mentioned pretty okay. much anywhere. Yeah, I think I think it was probably only mentioned in the novelization. Um, but uh, they apparently she they I did kind of love the scene because the design for this like this like house this like home is so cool and it's like really it's like built into the dirt and um, I kind of love that they're sitting around at that same table where in you know X amount of years Luke is going to be sitting with. Owen and Baru saying how he wants to join the Academy. Like it's, it's just funny. Like the, I'm, I'm just curious to, is it the same props and set or did they have to rebuild it completely? They, they, Um, I think they rebuilt it because, um, I know now it's, it's like a standing thing. Like you can go there and just visit. And like, actually, I think there's like a service there that actually like, but you like spend the night there. Oh my god! And basically, like, and basically, like, treat it like an Airbnb. But I mean, you got to travel. It's like, yeah, is it like it's t- Tanzania Tuni- or something? Tunisia. Yeah, Tunisia. I, I was like, I knew it started with a T. I couldn't remember. Um, but I, I don't think it's the same as what it was in. Yeah, the I can't Rich remember. Fridge. I because um, I think it was. I, I think they either like completely like dismantled or abandoned the set after um, the original trilogy. I, I would honestly have to look that up, but the they preserved um, the set from the prequels, and I don't know if it's the same set that they used in the sequels. It's like the same crater. Scene. It's the same crater. Oh, okay. Yes, with a new. They built the. They had to rebuild the dome and all the house stuff, but oh, okay. the crater is the same. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, there um, you go. But like, apparently, <laughs> there was like an like but, you know Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Uh, have her and it's been a month and did he like injure himself like looking um, for her he went looking for them and he, lost, he his, lost his leg yeah okay or yes. leg or legs um and then yeah and it's yeah. like it's like yeah it's like it's like 20 of us went out looking for her only like five came back like some like alarming statistic yeah and yeah. this it's, is it's when... like oh yeah it's like we're, we're we're not getting her back she's probably dead I know a lot of those people are dead. I would go out there looking for her, but as you can see, I have lost a leg, and I am bound yeah. to this wheelchair for life now. So I did my best. Um, but Anakin decides to go, and they okay. I didn't. This shot was weird. Like he's like out, and Padme follows him, and it just is like the camera's just focusing on their silhouettes. Well, it's his like, shadow is supposed to look like yeah. Darth Vader. That's what that whole shot was. It didn't. Okay, but it did. Yeah. Maybe I just didn't see it. It just. I was like. Well. Okay, I will go back and check. You weren't using your imagination. But Sam. I'm like. But it, I don't know. I think it just it bothered me because I'm like, what's the what a random. Okay, if that's the case, then. Okay, but then I didn't. It was a weird use of binary sunset. I thought it didn't. It barely fit. Um, and he ends up you know going racing after and then finds the where all the Tuscan Raiders are. And so his mom was about to die and he like just barely got there. Yeah. Okay. She, she died like immediately in his arms. Like, yeah. Hey, long time. No, see, you look great. Um, you're so handsome. I love you. Hablurg. Yeah. It's like, you look great. I love you. Hablurg. And it's like, well, <laughs> here I go on oh, killing. Really? Um, yeah. and just proceeds to, Butchered the entire village, and we get Yoda. Um, I, I can't. Rem- yeah, we get Yoda getting a little bit of like the Imperial March theme kind of play. Also, as he's like hearing like 
yeah, it's just so, a lot, of, lot going on. In the background, you can hear Qui-Gon's voice trying to stop What? Him. Oh, I didn't hear yes. that. Yes. Yep. I did I not hear that. I was waiting for someone to pull that up. <laughs> it's, like if it, it's like if someone so doesn't pull I it up, I will. Uh, Kevin, you might remember this. Like two years ago, um, my neighbors that live right behind like my parents' house, they, I, I sometimes like they have a lot of windows open and I could see like, I was like, what are they watching? It looks really familiar. And I realized it was Attack of the Clones. And it was like this scene, <laughs> I think. And I... Uh, okay. I'm, I'm not remembering this conversation, but go on. I immediately text, I like you, like Frank and Reed and Aaron, I think. And then I texted a couple of my other friends. So two group chains, two, two different text chains. And okay. uh, one of them said, responds with, I said... Uh, LOL, my neighbors are, I can see into their house. Not like a creeper. Like, I can <laughs> see it. Like, I'm watching my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see the wind. Like, the blinds are open and I can see the TV. And I'm like, LOL, my neighbors are watching uh, episode two. It's the, like, sand people killing scene or whatever. And uh, one resp- one of my friends responds, episode two of what? And the thing <laughs> is, I use the two dashes oh. of Roman numerals. <laughs> But then when I got the I got the response from, but I was and we had this discussion and I'm like, I'm like okay, if I was watching episode two of something, I would just say what I'm watching. I wouldn't specify the episode number. But anyway, when I but Kevin responded with, I told him the exact same thing, and Kevin responds with, I slaughtered them like animals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only approach you should. Thought. Do you yes. remember now? This was like maybe year plus ago. It was like two I, ago, I don't I remember, but I fully am on board with what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this scene, I kind of, it's, you kind of just, I, I weirdly love it because I think, um, I mean, it's sad, but like, that like, <laughs> that moment, like, she's, she dot she's dead, and he, Anakin just is like, full on vengeance, completely, you know. So that's the thing, are you, the second you're acting on anger or hate or any of those are you using the dark side i feel like if you're like acting purely through emotion and then channeling that through the force then yes then you're using the dark side him him doing that technically wasn't in the dark side but it wasn't he he was not behaving as a jedi should yeah okay and i mean naturally he he killed an entire village yeah yeah for the most part I guess innocent, or well, not really innocent, but just you know, chaotic, neutral beings that just what are they? Are they not like they're they're basically like an allegory for Native Americans, basically? Oh, yeah. and that's okay. Even stronger in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, it is because oh, in that episode, it's literally cowboys and Indians working together. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. I In this very, very western town, in this already very western type show. Oh man, I did not think about that. Okay. I mean, um, he even calls himself the Marshal. Yep. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, I kind of, so when Yoda's so, saying like, okay. he feels, he's feeling a lot of pain and suffering, and he says Anakin, like I'm feeling so much pain from young Skywalker or whatever. And at first I'm like, is he is he feeling also does he know what he's doing or is he just feeling his like anguish? 
I think he has a rough idea of what he's doing based purely off of what's going on in the force. It's like he is on emotional wreck right now. So I can only imagine what's going on, but I think I can make a strong guess purely off of what he is feeling right now. Yeah. Because, Uh, you know, I've been around the galaxy once or twice because I'm a few hundred years old. I kind of know what, why people feel this way when something happens. So I think based purely off of context clues and him feeling what's been going on, it's like, huh, I guess someone died that was close to him? Question mark. Well, yeah. let's let's go deal with that. So, um, I because the thing is, I remember watching the, I, I think it was yeah the animated Clone Wars movie when that when I was watching Clone Wars, I'm like I should probably watch this, and yes, I think that kind of I think it was that that made me realize because I always thought his because his guilt he has a lot of guilt over not reaching his mother in time and it's pretty prominent and, and it's kind of like brought up on and off throughout the show. And in the movie, I think it was maybe kind of realized, I always thought it was the guilt from what he did. The fact that he killed all the Tuscan Raiders. And I think it wasn't until like the movie, maybe did I realize, Oh no, it's because of his mother. He doesn't have any remorse. Yeah, no, he, for for the most part, I don't think he really has like any remorse for what he did to the the Tuscan Raiders like the the in, throughout like the entire series, he he never mentions that at all. So, back to the movie, uh Padme and Anakin are are defying Mace Windu's orders kind of and go to uh to Geonosis to to save uh, Obi-Wan, and they find the droid factory. Oh, and also, while they're on Tatooine, um, Anakin uh, finds 3PO oh, again, yeah. and he just kind of goes with yeah, them. Yeah, he just like, He doesn't the say to the, to the Lars that he's going with them, so it's like, he more or less just kind of just stole this droid. Before, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, it was his to begin with, but I mean, it's like, you're not going to just tell them that you're going with them, because I feel like they kind of needed him more than you guys needed him, but I mean, I'm glad he went with you guys, but yeah, at least tell him where you're going. So, yeah, they have like a funeral for Shmi and and uh, I almost said Natalie Portman. Badme is wearing her like third outfit since arriving on Tatooine. It's like, how many clothes did you bring? Like all of them. <laughs> she, she always travels with the full wardrobe. The most practical outfit that other aside from her. Uh, like senate clothes she's wearing the most practical outfit and i didn't understand why this wasn't what she was first wearing when they arrived on pat tatooine because the outfit she was wearing when they arrived it looks kind of like it, it looked kind of like a pop star like a 2000s pop star outfit like with the midriff and i'm like what th- why would you think this is appropriate to wear oh, oh no no wait no wait this this one didn't really have the midriff her oh no wait, it no, did, wait it, yeah see like like yeah. um no wait, no wait. It was it was a full thing, and then it turned into a midriff after the Nexu clawed her. No, no, I that guess, like it no, tore not off. That it, one. It, it tore this, off enough cloth, and then it fell. This is talking about the outfit she was wearing when they yeah. arrived on Tatooine. That oh, thing. okay. I'm I'm, talk, I'm Actually, talking about why the don't white one. We just one. get there now because they when they get when they're like put in the arena, and she is the only one that's like try, trying to escape, and one of the monsters like claws yeah, like, claws her back like you said, and. It claws her back, her entire sleeve falls off, and the entire 
material covering her torso just falls off and it's just now she's wearing like a really short shirt it stops just under her chest and this pissed me off so damn much because i'm like first of all how shitty is this fabric that all of it that i mean but if uh, it's that shitty why did the whole why how could how i'm surprised the whole thing didn't fall off like that's what and as well as what pissed me off the most though was because and i mentioned this before all of her outfits seem to reveal something like her back or her midriff or her shoulders. And she's wearing the one, like the most practical outfit. And I talked about this last year. I have a huge appreciation when women in film have stylish, but practical clothing. And she's finally wearing something that she can move in. It's like and then Leia's they, battle parka. Yeah. Well, her, but all of Leia's other, <laughs> all of her, almost everything Leia wears is practical. That you all just call back that. No, seriously. I talk about that all the time. <laughs> uh, it's so it's practical. And I think even for Leia though, the bikini that bothered me slightly less because that wasn't her own clothes. That was just what was given to her. And then she, you know, still kills Jabba with it. But this was just like, it seemed like an unnecessary excuse to sh- like show more of her. And it was like, I-, I didn't, it just, it just, it just annoyed me. It was, un- it was unnecessary. And that's my rant about her costume. Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But when they get, so they like are in, when they arrive attached uh, on Geonosis, sorry. They're like, sorry, sorry. The other desert planet. <laughs> <laughs> the only one they're, that matters. For, forget Jakku. <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're um like wandering through the factory, and all of the like uh like geonosians or bugs or whatever. They're those they're, are the geonosians, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. They're the, like in the walls, and then they both stop. And I'm like, why aren't you just you know turn around? Like they're both just still like standing there. Like what's that? It's like if you turn around, you'll see what was making all that sound. And then they're, you know, a whole weird, not weird, I guess it's like another chase scene, essentially, through the factory. Yeah. And Padme's, like, cardigan scarf thing, I'm like, I would just ditch it. You're gonna, are you worried it's gonna get caught on something? You're trying not to be, like, uh, smashed. Or, yeah. Like, like, um, but this is, I feel like there's a moment when Anakin, so what was up with Anakin? His arm was, like, stuck under something yeah he he got like he got like stuck in like a press yeah it, it, yeah i got stuck in the press of like a b1 battle droid i think it was either like the the arm or like the makings of like the torso it was like a part of like a b b2 battle droid i think it, I think it was like a hip joint yeah it, it, yeah basically it was like stuck in like the like a part of uh of the b2 battle droid and his arm was stuck there including the lightsaber which Wait, your lightsaber's in there. Why didn't you just ignite it and then you can kind of like wiggle it around so you can actually like cut yourself free? Because it's just a, a sheet of steel it's around you. He, the press is what cut his lightsaber in half. Well, I mean, that that wasn't until later. Like he still had like plenty of like other like steps along the the assembly line for him to like escape prior to that happening. And that didn't happen because when that happened, then he was cut uh, cut free. Maybe. But then his um, lightsaber but, yeah. is broken, and he's like... It, it, I feel like this is the most, like... It, it's a lot of weird... It's it's funny, and it had actually a lot of personality and, and, and like, inflection in his voice when he was like, oh, man, Obi-Wan's gonna kill me. Like, yeah. his voice sounded so different in this one bit. And I don't know if it was just because he was... It was a joke, or 
just what it was like a ton of personality it's, in that like one line. This whole factory scene was shot during reshoots. What? Oh, really? Dad, yes. It the whole factory live action factory scene was shot in four and a half hours. Shit. Wait, wait, all of it was shot in reshoots? Was it yes. not it's, shot? It was to add um it was to add more energy to like the end of the because originally they just showed them Tatooine and were arrested. Wait, they were arrested you mean on... Gen- you mean Geonosis? Geonosis, oh, like, sorry, yeah, Geonosis. The other the, the desert, desert planet. The desert planet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not a... It's a It's a fun... Mainly, it's, like, also fun because, like, C-3PO, his head and his body get, like, separated and his head oh, is the con- on a, the on constant puns yeah. from 3PO. Oh, my he, God. He, he contributes nothing to the rest of this movie except provide puns. What a drag as like R2's dragging him away. Oh my god. It's like, oh, I I'm quite beside myself. Yeah, he he just he provides absolutely nothing but puns and it just gets to a point where it's like this is exhausting and it is distracting from the fight that is going on right now. <laughs> there are people dying around you and you have the audacity to make puns, sir. How dare you? <laughs> Do you guys think though the scene um I mean, yeah, it just offers action uh and okay it shows like the droid factory but i, I thought the droid factory was pretty cool yeah, yeah. like I, it's, it's, everything in there served a purpose yeah, yeah sort of it does seem it wasn't it, like they're just random machines it does sound yeah. weird to just cut to them being like on like what the chariot that's gonna take them out yeah but like it also i do agree that the ending it was i feel like the there's like it's like lord of the rings there's like a bunch of climaxes like it's not it's the arena and then there's the fight with Dooku. <laughs> and then and then Yoda saying begun the Clone Wars has, which is probably like my favorite line in the movie, and then that, that sweeping scene of like seeing all the clones, uh that was also added in reshoots. I can I can imagine because it's literally only requires like five actors looking at and a green that's why screen. There's no that's why the score for that scene is weird. It's all temp track music from Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's just I mean, it, it's it's a great scene. Don't get me wrong; I mm-hmm. get goosebumps every time I see that. It's so well done. I just, it I just, really the is. whole time was thinking of that uh, video, Kevin, that you showed me of like begun the duck war has. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant, like inflatable duck. Like, <laughs> like yes, yes. Like, it, oh God, I I want to say it was like I think it was like the the English Channel or something like that. <laughs> they were just like. Like some boat was like towing this giant rubber duck, and it's like begun. The oh. duck war has, and they were playing like the like not Imperial March, but like the the, the Temple March yeah. from like Order sixty six, and it's like dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> it's like what the hell is going on? I love it. I want it. Give me that duck. <laughs> so in the just before they go out to the arena, like you know, Padme admits that she she's like I've been dying every single day since you've come back to my life. So and I. Did she like have a crush on him in the last movie? Is that? I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, they were both really young. Yeah. I mean, she's like a few years older than him canonically. I think she's like. I think we said this in the last one. She's like fifteen. She's like fifteen like, or yeah. fourteen or something like that. And he's like eight, eight, like eight or nine. Yeah. So she's she's older than than him, but n- not as much as you you think that 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 they are. Um, I was just like I don't know I didn't and, I yeah. I didn't think about it until I saw something on like YouTube that said like why Padme fell in love with a nine year old and I'm like what <laughs> okay 
uh, I didn't watch it yet. <laughs> I probably will. Um, but anyway, um, so I this is probably my other favorite line of this movie when they go out to the arena and Obi-Wan is like chained up and oh, there's a scene we skipped, which we'll go back to in a second, but Obi-Wan's chained up okay. and he's like, you know, we we transmitted uh, the uh, message you sent and we decided to come and rescue you. Good job. He's just... Yeah, he looks at his shackles like, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, bang up job, guys. He's so sassy. I mean, I would be too if I was in the middle of a sacrifice gladiatorial arena pit. But, um, sorry, but going back, I realized, I forgot, like, when uh, he's been you know obi-wan's captured and he has his like talk with dooku and dooku is like dooku is join the dark side and do they not know that oh yeah yet? yeah 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 when when um obi-wan's like initially captured there's a, this really uh like important bit of dialogue shared between um dooku and and obi-wan and it's like like i was like i was like you traitors like oh no my friend this is a, a huge misunderstanding they, they've gone too far and like dooku is like very much playing it off as like no this is like a complete misunderstanding the genocians they're just like they really don't trust any outsiders you were caught like like trespassing like you gotta look at it from like our point of view you're the outsider and you were trespassing this is purely a precautionary measure i assure you and it's like okay that kind of makes sense even though you are giving off like super like bad guy vibes and like the scene beforehand. I see where you're coming from on this, but but um, also yeah, it's like he's playing it off like yeah. you know because he he left the order before become becoming a Sith, right? Or are we supposed to assume he 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 left? I think like the timeline is like he left roughly ten years ago, coincidentally around the same time Master Sifo-Dyas placed the order for the the clones and subsequently died and um led that chain of events to go into motion um dooku didn't leave the order until qui-gon died what which was 10 years ago i thought he yeah i it's it was the he became disillusioned with the jedi order when qui-gon died oh wait oh i keep forgetting qui-gon sorry dooku trained qui-gon yes okay i i kept thinking it was the opposite okay um because yeah, this scene I was like, wait, are you? And he wanted to destroy the Sith from the inside. Kind of, kind of got a little bit. That's not how. Not that's yeah, not how the, not how the Sith when, works. Once you're in, you're kind of in. <laughs> but like, yeah, that was the scene. I was like, wait, so because Obi Wan kept saying, "I'll never join you," and I'm like, because because yeah, like Dooku's making a pretty compelling case. Yeah, it's like. So I was more like, why is Obi Wan? Like, does he know something? That's what I didn't understand. Like, he's like, no, I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to join you. I'm like, I get why you don't want to join him. But he, at this point, like, for all you know, he still might not be a, he's not, might not be a Sith Lord. He might just, you know, like, that's what was kind of throwing me. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he's telling him, like, yeah, well, like, what if I were to tell you that the, uh, that, Hundreds of uh, systems uh, were currently under control of a Sith Lord in the in the Galactic Senate. It's like, no, like the rest of the Jedi would have like been aware of this. It's like, well, your your order isn't as a uh, clairvoyant as they are. It's everything is clouded by the dark side, and that's like later confirmed with like a already existing scene with um, Mace Windu and Dota because I think around the same time. Um, 
Yoda has that scene of him like having like uh, uh, a feeling like Anakin's frustrations, or maybe like a scene prior to that in like that meditation room that Yoda's always in. He is like, oh, it's like I can I can no longer perceive the future. The dark side is too strong. And uh, Mace Windu's like, yeah, I, I, I got nothing either. It's the future is completely f- uh, clouded and foggy. Um, and like Dooku is like trying to like, yeah, it's like the Viceroy 10 years ago was betrayed by the Dark Lord and came to me for help. And uh, we, we've since kind of formed this separatist alliance to kind of like separate ourselves from that Dark Lord and the corruption that he's caused within the Galactic Senate. So that way we can have a less corrupt version of our own uh, uh, system of government. And I think that was kind of like the building blocks of the Separatist Alliance that they, they're kind of like establishing in this movie that kind of gets built upon more in the, the Star Wars Clone Wars TV show. Um, and it's just really interesting how compelling compelling and charismatic and kind of reasonable Dooku is being in this, even though for the most part, he is the bad guy of this movie. Like he has been framed so much to be the bad guy of this movie. And yet it's like, you know, I've heard a lot of shit about you, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging what you're throwing down right now. Does that make me the bad guy? (laughs) That's just why I wish we saw him more. Yeah. Give us more reason to either be like whether we root for him or not, just have us have him seen more. You casted Christopher Lee. Like, let's see him more in the movie. Uh, but yeah, I okay. I thought we need to talk about scene, but anyway, yeah, back to the arena. And Padme's like, what is she using to like undo her handcuffs? Like Like a hairpin or something. Because I'm like, okay, I was wondering, I'm like, is she was just holding that the whole time? She, yeah, She's she, the only she, one. She just <laughs> always has a bot. Everyone always has a bobby pin whenever they have handcuffs. They just give you a bobby pin whenever you get handcuffed. It's it's standard Here, protocol it's for, for every movie. <laughs> yeah. But like, I kind of love Anakin's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to escape? Or oh, how do we, what about Padme? And like, Obi-Wan's like, she's clearly, she's on doing t- fun in her Yeah, own. she seems to be on top of things and she's like already halfway up the pillar. It's like, how did you not notice that? You're right next to her. Yeah. Another fun um, fact about the arena. There's four pillars in there, and they were originally intended to use all four of them. Who was going to be the other? Yeah, who was going to be the fourth? R4P17, Obi-Wan's astromech droid. No, no! not R4! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad he survived this movie, but I'm sad that he died in, in Revenge of the Sith. And he didn't, and he doesn't even have the audacity to remember him in, in A New Hope. <laughs> It's like, I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid. R4, am I a joke to you? Well, that's kind of Obi-Wan's thing throughout the whole Wait, series. What? He doesn't what? form attachments to uh, droids. True, but still. Come on, Wait, R4 got him through so much. what scene are we talking about? In, in the opening scene in Revenge of the Sith, when they're like uh, trying to fly, they're flying their ships in the right. middle of that battle. Yeah. And they have like all those like buzz droids all over their ship his astromech droid basically gets decapitated by the droids that are like sabotaging his ship. That's our four. 
Okay, yeah, okay. No, I meant, like, when you guys were talking about New Hope, I'm like, wait, when yeah. does he talk and, uh, to another droid? When and when he saves Luke from the, the Tusken so Raiders. So R2 is what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, he's referring to R2. It's like, yeah, he, oh, okay. this, this droid said that he belongs. He was like, I don't seem to ever recall owning a droid. It's like, R4, am I a joke to you? <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> it's like, really? Because you kind of would have been dead three times over without me, buddy. So, but wouldn't he have been, his memory have been wiped, so... Uh, R2, so... Yeah, but I mean... R2's memory was never wiped. What? Well, in in the Clone Wars TV show, I think it was wiped at the end of Revenge of the Sith, along with 3PO. I don't think R2's ever was, because he had no way to share that information. But Jimmy Jimmy Smith's uh, character, um, Bail Organa, (laughs) Basil Oregano, Sam... (laughs) Well, I'm going to anyway. He says <laughs> when, when, when they're put into his press into his service on the the Tantai, the Tantai Four, I believe he he tells his like um, head of security, it's like okay, put them yeah. into maintenance and uh, have the droids' memories wiped. And three uh, P goes, oh no, in a very dramatic fashion that he says things. So I just that assume that also applied so to. Uh, it's to R2. Based, I, I, I can't find the exact quote, but it's they only specify C-3PO's memory. Really? Yes. Okay. Holy crap, that would change so damn much because R2 was with them on Tatooine. So he would know, probably maybe piece together who Luke is. I guess that does kind of carry over. I guess that also does kind of carry over the theory as to why... R2 refuses to stay with the ship on Cloud City and constantly follows Luke because the last time he was told to stay with the ship, Anakin never came back. Oh! <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Oh! Ah, uh, damn it, Ben! There, I knew there was a reason we had you on. <laughs> on, I'm assuming in on on, on Mustafar. Uh, on Mustafar? yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get oh, into that crap. next time. Next time. Anyway, yeah. um, next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> so, so. They all are free now, and they're all, like, you know, fighting by however, whatever means. And was that the, they're handcuffed, so I'm assuming the whole, like, whatever, the whole game is just for monsters to kill them, or are they supposed to be able to get free, and that's kind of what the fight is? So, I actually looked this up. It's actually a somewhat common thing, uh, like a common spectacle in Geonosian society that... If you are able to defeat the the chosen opponent that they are that has been assigned to you in like a fair like combat trial by combat thing, they'll more likely release you. It was just perceived that there was no way that they would win because they were restrained to a pillar and completely unarmed. They weren't given a weapon. They were they basically had all the entire deck stacked against them and when they were seen winning the audience is cheering like the yeah. entire time for them it's like oh wow this is a great show and the only reason why it didn't carry on is because new gun ray is like it's like patience patience like she will die and then they sent out all the droidicas and at that point you notice the audience is silent at that point because it's like that's kind of a, a like hold like, up this isn't tradition yeah yeah that, that's kind of like a a, a like a taboo in their society is like that is I was all for them being kind of chained to the pillar 
Like that was kind of entertaining seeing them escape, but it's like there's no sport in this. You're this is just a firing squad. Why don't we just open up with that and just gone on to like sacrificing this droid to to the the Nexu that that ripped that lady's shirt into a crop top. <laughs> unnecessary it makes me it just frustrates me so much (laughs) another fun fact about the arena the arena set was an actual physical prop yes uh, along with um the uh outside uh shot uh landscape shots of um the uh city of camino yeah that was uh done by uh adam savage adam savage and and tori yep i think helped with that also that's cool yeah and and grant imahara um, did a lot of the too. yeah he he did a lot of the astromech uh, building scenes. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so like half the MythBusters worked on Star Wars in some way or another. <laughs> well, that's where Adam knew Tori from. Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah that's like how they started and then worked their way up into it. So yeah, it was just fun fact for for all your all you MythBuster fans out there um, that probably already knew this. <laughs> So then, I mean, I think they explained it in the show. Probably. <laughs> so uh, then the Jedi all show up and we get this really, that's a pretty cool fight. Just all the Jedi are like fighting side by side and, or it's, it's, it's not all the Jedi, but it's, it's, it's like pretty much like all like the well-known and yeah. like very popular ones. Like, like the entire Jedi councils there or well, all the surviving ones like Yaddle and Jarl Poof are already dead by this point. Um, like all the, the the ones that are able to like wield a lightsaber are there. I mean, we got Luminara and her, her apprentice Barris, your favorite Sam. Um, we got Plo Koon, we got Ayla Sakura, Shakti. Before she has like her three canonical deaths. I, I swear, like she has died so many times in Star Wars, it's not even funny Wait, anymore. <laughs> Shakti, the the same the lady no, who's like down. the same yeah the same species as uh, Ahsoka. Oh, wait. Yeah, she, she, she's, had, she's died like three different times in, in Star Wars. Like one was a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith. Then yeah. Another one was like, I, there was like two deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith where she dies. Um, And then the most recent one uh, is something that happened uh, through Order 66 that I kind of want, don't want to get into because it's like, it's, it's, it's very heavy spoiler territory, and I, I've already said a lot. Yeah. So, but you you can kind of guess based off of when this episode's come out and what has just recently come out. Um, but yeah, like pretty much like all like the main main name popular Jedi that one would recognize off of first glance are in that okay. scene in some way or another, and a bunch of other unnamed Jedi just to kind of fill in the spaces. <laughs> Oh, most of those Jedi were named. They're just well, yeah, but I, they, any canon, any stuff, yeah, in the movies. Although I do like there, there's this kind of recurring meme that um, after the the events of this movie, naturally there's like a bunch of like merchandise that that comes out of this. One of them being this um, Lego set that featured a Lego Jedi minifigure of some random unnamed Jedi. And that the Star Wars community has since named that uh, Lego character Jedi Bob because canonically <laughs> he is not a mentioned Jedi anywhere in, in the the canon of Star Wars. So Jedi Bob is now a, a part of Star Wars because 
uh, there's been multiple mods to put him in like pre-existing like uh, video games. I think there's like a Jedi Bob skin for like Battlefront 2 as like Obi-Wan or something. <laughs> so it's just you're playing as Obi-Wan, but it just looks like Jedi Bob. <laughs> and it's, and it's Bob. the most magical thing that the <laughs> fandom has made in a while. <laughs> so... so so going back into the fight, um the all the Jedi are just like fighting like all these droids and we get we get to see the uh Super battle droids, the B2 super battle droids. Um, Jango Fett's there, and he killed a dino Jedi who just pops up out of nowhere to try and fight Dooku and gets like blasted into oblivion before he even gets a chance to really defend himself. Um, and, and then Mace, Dooku. Mace Windu du- yeah. kills Jango Fett. Yeah, yeah, just randomly out of nowhere, Jango Fett decides to, like, I'm going to join this fight. I enjoy killing Jedi, and I'm pretty good at it. I'm going to join this fight. And even though there was really no need for him to well, do that, that's how he was chosen to be the um, source yeah, material for this. Yeah, because he's so There's a galaxy-wide hunt for a certain Jedi or a Jedi Padawan or something. Like yeah, that. he he is, and he was the one who did it. Yeah, he was a he is a very competent and very powerful Mandal. You can play out those events in the Bounty Hunter video. Yes, um, which came out, in, which I think came out after this movie in like. 2000, it came out shortly after yeah, the movie. And it was very popular. So Jango Fett is a, I mean, he's a bounty hunter, but is he a Mandalorian? He yes. fought in the, are they like of, like in as, like he fought in, in the a, Mandalorian Civil yes. Wars. So he, like of Mandalore, I mean. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I know in, in the Clone Wars TV show. Uh, oh, so that's why they chose him. Yeah, one of the reasons they probably. Oh yeah, because he is. He, I think his like kill count for Jedi was like, like fifty something. It was like a, a ridiculously high amount for just one guy. Yeah. Because he used a lot of weapons that are very hard for Jedi to deflect, like slug rounds, which are basically flame yeah flamethrowers, slug rounds, and yeah. That's why Mandalorians all have flamethrowers. You can't deflect a flamethrower with a lightsaber. Yes, until we see. <laughs> until we see. Uh, Obi-Wan deflect that and slug rounds in the 2003 Clone Wars thing when he's fighting Dirge. Because he fires slug rounds, which are basically bullets, unlike lasers. You can deflect lasers, but slug rounds, that's going to create shrapnel and just go right into you and kill you or injure you. Um, Which is one thing that uh, Mandalorians use a lot as well. Anyway, so like... uh... You know, bad's going on, then Yoda appears and with all the clones. And I just think this next part between them escaping from the arena to uh, the fight with Dooku just goes on way too long. And it's like, okay, yes, we get it. A war is starting, but it just, it lasted forever. It, and it Yeah, it, it really drug out, but it, I felt like it needed to because we had so little scenes with Christopher Lee. I felt like the, he is like, we got Christopher Lee. He's he's a really good fencer. We need to have him at least have a lightsaber fight. And they even gave him like a cool, like custom lightsaber. No, it wasn't the lightsaber fight. It was the, I mean, actually that did go on for a while. Yeah, it went on, it went on for a while. The, the fight, the like droids fighting like up before that part. Oh, the, like when they're chasing him on the speeder. Oh yeah. That, that went on for a while. Padme falls out of the ship and along with one unnamed clone. And there's been like, 
20,000 theories on who that clone ends up being because at that point they don't have names because they're they're right. they're they're all serial numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I think there was one theory that 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 one that clone be, end up ended up being Captain Rex. Yeah. It's like cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, but none of this is confirmed because it, there's no evidence on what that clone ended up doing later on as far as I know. But yeah, it okay. it was just yeah. there was so much going on in terms of showcasing this CGI battle, and that was that was one complaint I remember hearing that a lot of people have is just it's just two identical CGI armies fighting another fighting each other is they're just copied yeah. yeah it's like yeah but it's cool looking just let let us it have is this cool it just went on for a really long time it yeah um, it went on for a while yeah. well the the visuals of that scene were very well yes. defined. Yeah, the, it wasn't bad to look at. The clone troopers, the clone troopers always move from right to left on the screen, and the battle droids always move from left to right. Son of a bitch! How have I not noticed that? <laughs> and then the sun lighting and stuff is set up to give a gloomier, a darker sky behind the separatists. The missile contrails are white for the Republic in a darker black purple for the droids i mean star wars knows set design yeah and they did a lot of work in that scene so you could easily identify which side was which oh my gosh so when they anakin sorry when anakin and uh obi-wan like you know gets the the hanger and uh their fight with the fight with uh count dooku and uh, Obi-Wan's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he's like, no. And he like runs at him. And is he like, I just didn't understand why he was so angry. Whereas he friends with some of these Jedi that had just probably died or probably. Like, just, okay. I don't know. It just seemed very like, I think, I think it was just a mix of emotions of like, you almost killed me, my master who I view as a, the closest thing to a father figure. I just lost my mother. Like, 12 hours ago you almost killed the woman i I... love just fell out of ship yeah she (laughs) she could be yeah she could be dead for all i know right now and you just killed like half the people that i've come to know over the past 10 years i'm very emotional right now and i'm gonna i'm gonna come at you like a rabid raccoon and you're just gonna zap me but anyway uh this fight yeah this fight like obi-wan immediately gets hurt and then he like tosses his lightsaber to anakin and he's fighting with two and then he loses his hand because you know continuity what's what's a star wars movie the main character doesn't lose their hand yeah seriously and then oh and then i almost said obi-wan yoda comes in and like gives us the the yeah gives us the most surprising fight no one was expecting I remember seeing that in theaters. But everyone every- wanted to see. Everyone wanted to see, but no one was expecting. Because yeah. he's flipping around like a madman through this like, scene. Like a frog on ketamine. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And everyone's like, wait, if he's able to do that, why the hell is he walking around with a cane? It's Part of the reasoning for that was he's using the force to aid him. How strong is Yoda? He is this. He is this. He is considered. He is considered the strongest Jedi in in the Order at that point. He's the Grand Master. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was a scene in the very beginning of the movie when uh, Anakin and Palpatine are talking, and he's like, Palpatine's like, "You're becoming a fine. You're becoming one of the finest Jedi. You're even stronger or better or whatever than Yoda." And then just it cuts right away. I'm like, oh, 
well, okay, I guess we're we're done with that. It just yeah. seemed like a very weird note to end on, and then we just cut to something else. Yeah, yeah. Yoda's basically Jedi Pope. Jedi Pope. Uh, the so what? So before, uh, when they everybody at uh, Coruscant got the message about like uh, Obi Wan being in uh, Geonosis, they what was it they give uh, Palpatine emergency powers to like create an army? Yes. So and basically, was, uh, they yeah. they were saying in this scene after like after they um, got the transmission that the Separatists was like they have an army and they can attack we we really need a way to defend ourselves and they were saying it's like well there's no way that the senate will approve something like that this quickly because of how bogged down the system is because of how corrupt it is because you know palpatine kind of did that so it's like well and his like basically his like vp creates a suggestion is like well if he was given uh, uh emergency powers and made into the supreme chancellor then he could uh create uh he he could authorize the the use of a, an army it's like but no one but what senator would be crazy enough to to do that and it's like jar jar binks is in the room did someone say crazy and it's like well if only senator Amidal was here she totally would have done that and they they kind of say it in a way that is like oh okay jar jar should do this to kind of like make him do it but then that kind of goes into the whole dark jar jar theory that it's like this was the plan from the beginning and they were just doing that to to cover their tracks and yeah jar jar is being like it's weird because jar jar's being like super useful in this scene like that's like if he wasn't that's the issue is he wasn't being as useful in phantom menace and so of course that was the that was my annoyance of Jar Jar, and that was why I didn't. So, okay, there. Everybody was like, "Yay!" So, clapping, cheering for giving Palpatine all these powers, and then he does the first thing that Bale had said. No, the Senate is not going to approve of making an army, and so I was like, "Wait, so did they not know that Palpatine's going to make an army?" No, they they knew that they were going to do that because, like, hey, it's clear, like, because even Jar Jar's like saying this in his speech is like, it's clear that the Separatists are are willing and ready to attack we need to have an army that's why i propose we give chancellor palpatine uh, uh emergency powers and then like everyone like almost unanimously agrees so it almost seemed kind of pointless to yeah. give him powers that's what i but, exactly but it was necessary for him to have those powers in order to carry out like the next several phases of his plan over the well, uh, during the clone the wars other- the other thing the Emergency Powers Act did was it extended his term as chancellor. Yes. He was nearing the end of his term limit. Yeah. Oh my god. And so this essentially let him stay in power forever. Yeah. It it yeah, it basically Yeah. It it, it basically like renewed his, his subscription to being the Chancellor. <laughs> Would you like to renew your service? Like, yes. So, yes, and so uh like after the fight of um you know, Anakin versus uh, Dooku, Anakin and Obi-Wan versus Dooku. Um, <laughs> like, I remember, like, Padme just runs going, like, Anakin, and, like, hugs him, and I'm like, I guess nobody knows technically at this point that they both just declared that they're in love, but I just still thought, <laughs> it was like, okay, contact. Um, but anyway, uh, 
Obi-Wan, so Obi-Wan sees this as a victory and, you know, nope, Yoda's like begun the Clone Wars has, which you guys were talking about, is a really great line and a great scene. And yeah, I do agree. That scene of all the clones just boarding the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And and right. all the and all the 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 ATTE tanks like walking around like everyone's like standing in formation. It's just it's such a beautiful shot and it's just yeah. so foreboding because you do hear uh like an imperial like march theme kind of playing as this is happening. It's like it's like so these guys do become stormtroopers, but they're they've been played as good guys at to this point. It just it confused like little kevin like child kevin watching this it's just like wait no wait they're good guys but they're they become bad guys how do they i i I could not wrap my head around of this sudden yet inevitable betrayal that was going to be happening a few a couple years (laughs) later (laughs) curse your son yes i couldn't i couldn't figure that out wait sorry of what of the clones because like they become stormtroopers and there's no Jedi. So it's like yeah. something happened in between and I couldn't figure it yeah. out. And for the life of me until order 66 happened. Yeah. Um, so that, that happens. And then we get the final, final shot of the movie, because like you said, Sam, there's, it seems like every other scene seems like the ending of this scene. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, it's- Every Star Wars movie has to end yes. on a scene oh, with no uh, uh, Except yes. for Rogue One. Uh, uh, right, right. Uh, but before, before any of that, during the, the Battle of Geonosis, we see like Dooku and like some of the other Separatists like, hey, like how did this happen? Dooku's like, has like the poorest time pretending to be surprised. Like, oh yeah, this totally wasn't the plan. It's like, oh, they're, where did they all come from? There's too many of them. We, we can't defend this. We gotta, we gotta call a retreat. And in the background, and we see Poggle Lesser like pull this down. There's a huge hologram of this rotating dome, this this floating sphere. It's like that looks awfully familiar. And he pulls it down. It's like if the Republic figures out what we've been planning, we're doomed. It's like oh, I'll take these plans to Coruscant. They'll be safer with my master. And he pulls it up, and it's blueprints for the Death Star. It's like yes! holy crap. Yeah. It was the Republic's empire so in the war. When when did then the um very beginning of Rogue One take the very beginning of Rogue One when uh Jin's about it would okay. have been around this time. That's what I was thinking. Or it, no, it would have been shortly uh, kind of around the end of the Yeah, so, so 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 like right after right the after. Purge. Okay. Probably the air, basically the timeline. Bad batch so sits in. They made they made the design, and he just built it. Yeah, yeah. They they made they made the blueprints, and then there was there was like three different um like. He was designing. Yeah. He was helping with the it, the um power and weapons. Systems. Yes. Um. Yeah. Because yeah, they they kind of it's like it revolves yeah. around its primary power source was right. like a large kyber crystal. That was for the main. Yes, weapon. yeah, and that there was a cut uh, story arc in in the Clone Wars of uh, General Grievous stealing a large Kyber crystal, and it somehow gets shot, and it just vaporizes like uh, uh, several tanks. You, you can find these on YouTube if you're interested uh, for for the people listening. Um, but I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed that episode didn't get made because that would have been really uh, cool to see. 
Um, so the but, very, very, sorry, the very yeah. last scene of this movie is Anakin and Padme's wedding. And um, I, so I'm first of all thinking like, what a beautiful location for a wedding. Yeah. Like, and, des- and, and, like we, and we got, yeah. And we got, and we got the two perfect best men, R2 and 3PO. And, uh, but yeah, my main question is who is the priest? And is he aware yes! that this is a Jedi and a Senator? Cause clearly Anakin's still wearing his Jedi robes and it's like, this guy is so obviously looking like a Jedi. Is he aware this is going on? I was going to ask also, what that. Kind, also, what kind of wedding was this? Was it an agnostic wedding? Was it a Jewish wedding? Like, what kind of wedding was but, it? <laughs> but also, I, I was I was totally thinking that. But also, um, like, that's what I don't... So, as a senator, like, okay, if he, was, if he wasn't a Jedi, would it be allowed? Uh, in a relationship with him? Like... Would. I mean, for for her, she's. I mean, she's a center. I mean, she's like pretty much married to her job. I mean, I mean, she's not like not allowed to marry people. Like, I mean, because it seems like the old Jimmy Smith. Yeah, Jimmy right. Smith has like yeah. has has like a wife. Like, you're the, a senator. You're not. You're not celibate. The risks but, is obviously all on him, which he's yeah. more than willing to, uh, you know, take part take, in. Yeah, exactly. Um, and. That's because I did because she's like, you're a Jedi. I'm a senator. I'm like, you being a senator doesn't really have anything to do with this because it doesn't make a difference if you're a senator or not. It's that he's a Jedi. Yeah, I I, I think it I, I think she was just emphasizing of just like I have like a crazy important job serving the Republic as well as you. I think I think that's what more or less what yeah. she was trying to convey rather than no, we can't do it. Like we have conflicting jobs. Like they both they kind of go hand in hand for the most part because they yeah. both serve the Republic. They're both servants of the Republic. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think she was just emphasizing. It's like, no, I have a crazy stressful job. And so do you. I but, mean, yours is probably a little bit more stressful since yours is a little bit more life and limb. No but, pun intended since you lost your arm. But there's a scene I know. And it zooms in on like when they're take, they're like holding each, they're holding their hands. Or holding each other's hands, and he's like his robot hand is holding hers. Yeah. But um, uh, there's a scene I remember, like in like the Die Hard episode of uh, Clone Wars, which I'm just that's how it is. What it is, I can't look at it any. I can't see it. Yeah. It's, as, oh, it's 100 Die Hard. But he's like, you know, hey, we should go away together, and uh, and I'm like, does he have clothes that aren't Jedi? Because it seems like then I guess it wouldn't matter if they went away together. They're still going to be like, oh, he's a Jedi. Yeah. Like. So I was just trying to, and I was trying to picture like he just like somewhere in her closet, she's got like some of his actual clothes. It's like, what are these? Um, uh, uh, yeah. So you had that this entire time. (laughs) So this is, uh, that's, you know, attack of clones. Um, uh, before we get into like, you know, how real is this? Do you guys think, Oh man, I lost. Okay, between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, I know Kevin, you kind of think Attack of the Clones is a little better, but I am curious. Like, what do you guys do? You guys think this which is better, Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace? Attack of the Clones. I mean, I I, I feel like I've I've yeah said why I don't like uh, uh Phantom Menace as much because they had so much evidence. Why <laughs> why did they not share any of that? Yeah, uh, I will never know, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my main reason. And this one, I just felt like it had a lot more uh, 
I guess, intrigue with it that it just yeah it it worked for this movie. Um, I, I guess that that's pretty much my main uh, reason why I like this movie yeah. uh, more than uh, Phantom Menace. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty much my two cents on this. Um, so Ben, um, I have fonder memories of this one because this is the first one I remember seeing in theaters. Yeah. So that that kind of skews everything. So this one's just more nostalgic for you than, yeah. than anything. Okay, that makes that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'm, allow it. <laughs> I feel like I'm still kind of in the middle. I there are a lot of things about this. I feel like because there's so much more going on, there are more things that I'm like, why isn't this more prominent? Why isn't this more prominent? And why is this? There's too much focus on this and this. Like, so I don't know. I'm seeing kind of both i think the biggest reason why people say this is worse is because of some of the dialogue and because you know not everybody loves hayden christensen's performance yeah um but yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of in the middle of all of it um but i agree there's again yeah there the more going on is like it's a pro and a con because the pro is like yes it's more interesting but then there's stuff that's slipping through the cracks and not getting the attention it needs um so Kevin, how how real is this to you? Um, I feel like this is a little bit more real than Phantom Menace, at least. Um, it's still a very convoluted and crazy to follow plot, especially with like the entire breadcrumb trail that Obi Wan follows from trying to arrest the guy to conveniently finding all of this like the entire army and, and Camino and all that. And just, it just goes on and on and on of dealing with, um, all this crazy stuff that, um, I, I mean, I do enjoy this movie and especially with what it is, uh, is trying to do. Um, I do definitely think it pulls it off a lot better than, uh, Phantom Menace, but I do feel like, with how crazy and convoluted and how meticulous that Palpatine's plan had to go in this way in order for it to work, I felt like something realistically would have happened that would have thrown a wrench in his operation and he would have had to start from scratch or try to salvage it in some way and had to have directly interfere with either himself or some other pawn that we we would see uh, directly interacting. So I'm going to say no. And I, I feel like that more or less kind of goes hand in hand with, um, with Phantom Menace, in my opinion on that, because his plan, it just seems so crazy that literally anything could have gone wrong. And he would have either had to start from scratch or had to directly interfere, thus implicating himself in his own plot. Yeah. Um, it's kind of insane that all the things definitely lined up for him. Um, especially, you know, Anakin being like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, we'll talk about it more when we get to Revenge of the Sith, but like Anakin, I feel like was maybe in his head was very clearly going to do exactly play out exactly as he thought when in reality he was kind of a wild card. Well, it could have gone so many directions. The thing with Anakin was more scripted than they even showed in movies is 
I yeah. don't know where it comes from, but supposedly Dooku paid off the Tusken Raiders to kidnap me Skywalker. What? Huh, what? okay. Did not know that. Oh my holy crap. That changes a lot. And I didn't That's... I genuinely did not know that. Oh my god. Is that in the no- so is that much. in the novelization? I don't know where that comes from. Okay. I Okay, yeah, that changes a lot. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, oh my, I mean, he still didn't have to kill all the Tuscan Raiders. But... I mean, I feel like he kind of had to at least a little bit. I mean, <laughs> just just a little. Uh, um, I feel like, in terms of uh, plausibility, I you make a you keep making more and more convincing arguments about Palpatine. <laughs> I, I'm going to, we'll talk again, talk about Revenge of the Sith. I was kind of, after Clone Wars, I was kind of blown away by how deep this plan went, how yeah. well thought of, how, how like, it's insane. So, I agree that a lot could have, it's kind of, it's very much, it's, it's very lucky for Palpatine that things just kind of all went in his favor. Um, but I think specifically for this movie, I think there's just a lot of behaviorally, particularly from Anakin, there's a lot of things that I totally believe. But I also think like just in general, I, I kind of, I want to say I, I agree. It's not as, it's like, a, uh, it's like I'm split. I want to say it's kind of not real because things were made a little bit too particularly for Anakin and Padme, a little too cheesy yeah. a romance novel, like I've said a couple of times. Um, but I don't know. Everything kind of seems like, yeah, like event-wise, it seemed like it all made sense. Uh, there wasn't really anything that I didn't believe. If anything, it was just like the, mic- the, the little things, like yeah. Padme having so many damn outfits. <laughs> but I'm like, really? <laughs> or the fact that actually, you know, I think that was why I was saying this can't be real because her hair changes so much and it does also doesn't make sense. Like, but, I mean, th- uh, this is a future where you can literally heal any wound in a in a bathtub of medicine, and you think her changing her hair hairstyle that frequently? You don't think that she just has like a machine no. in there that just like salon changes salon style changes her hairstyle? It's just like her hair is like. Okay, straight. Then it's curly. Then it's back to straight. And it's like, but what? Like, that's not how hair hair is. Okay, you know what? I'm just picturing like she just has like a room like dedicated like in like her ships and like her, her like rooms that she like her buildings that she stays in. That like remember in like the Jimmy Neutron movie, like he just has that like <laughs> like crazy machine setup that just changes his hair like crazy like he gets like a mohawk oh, and like all these other things yeah i'm picturing like something like that i mean she probably just has a droid that does it exactly Maybe. just so, yeah she has like some like technology like one or of those something wacky that just, medical droids yeah so, so like, uh yeah. i don't know i'm kind of split i think i i i i think uh I want to say no, but I realize a lot of it is like, or actually yes, because it makes sense why, from the Jedi standpoint, why we wouldn't be cutting back and forth between them and Dooku and like all this stuff. So I'm kind of split, but I guess if I have to pick one, I'll say no. Uh, ben? <laughs> um, 
What was the initial question? Do you think that this is real yeah. or not? Like, could this actually happen the way it did in the movie? <sighs> Maybe. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, uh, I could see how events could lead to it happening that way. I guess. I just, I just think it's way too... It's just way too convenient. I mean, at least in the Clone Wars TV show, we do see, like, like Palpatine and Dooku yeah. having to like directly interfere to like either like yeah. cover, like directly cover something up or like arrange something in a way that they would have to. Yeah, where they I guess that's where up, the problem comes yeah. in is there's not enough background to what's going on given in the movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess I, I think they were just trying to like keep it like secret that Palpatine was a Sith Lord, even though it seemed kind of obvious that he was a Sith Lord. It's like, who else could that be? I recognize, like, I, I know we can only see like a small portion of his face, <laughs> but I mean, he, he's not even hiding his voice. <laughs> it's just him in a, in a black robe and we can only see like half of, half of like the front of his face. Like, there's only so many people on who that could be, and I'm I'm pretty sure who, who that is. And this is coming from probably like six year old me with like my head on like still trying to figure out the sudden yet inevitable betrayal of the clones. I can't wrap my head around that, but I can wrap my head on who spooky guy is in robe. <laughs> that's yeah, I think that that's sort of like how I was when I was watching. It. It's like I just knew Palpatine was the Emperor from the beginning, and I don't remember ever learning that. I just knew it. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it didn't I seem like. Don't know if I it, did. I mean, it didn't seem like a surprise. I mean, if it was supposed yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah, it, I. That's how I. I don't remember my, like a major shock. I maybe a little, or if anything, it was more like, oh, okay. It's like, that oh, that. Ma- yeah, that. Made, I think that was more your reaction. Probably. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Seems like Ben and I are kind of in the same maybe um um yeah so that was phantom menace obviously we'll continue yep, on attack of the clones attack of the clones i don't even <laughs> God. that was the well, second prequel <laughs> it's attack of the clones i'm sorry we've been talking for a while <laughs> um so yeah please uh keep listening next week or what not yeah next week will be uh revenge of the sith which i'm really excited to talk about yes. um that one is also going to be probably has to has, has to be two parts. Like there's just no way. Easily. Um, um, ben, yeah. Ben, will you be uh, joining us for that one as I mean, well? Please say I yes. I should be able to. I guess. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll work. We'll work a right way around it. We need to have you on. Gonna at this have point. to pull my arm for that so, one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can so, tell. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on uh, Google. We say Google Podcasts. Yeah. I think ben? that's what it's called yeah. nowadays. I, think that, like, I don't even remember. I think, we, I mean, we have to ask him what we're on. <laughs> I think that's what it's called nowadays. It used to be Google Play Music and it had a podcast tab, but now that, that app is entirely gone. Yeah, it's Google Podcasts. Okay, right, well, awesome. right. you can find and, us on uh, that, yeah. Apple, Stitcher, uh, over, uh, I believe it is called Overcast. Uh, um, YouTube, Spotify, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, we're we're on there in some form or another. Um, and follow us on Instagram. Uh, you know, we typically uh, give updates on like what's what's upcoming and what's been released. Um, yeah, so that is it for this episode.
Any anything else to add, guys? I think that pretty much covers yeah. it. Um, may the fourth be with you guys. I'm sure that's already passed by now, but still. Um, and I hope you guys are enjoying this because we enjoy making it. And uh, if you guys have any um, recommendations, uh, Ben, I'm looking at you for, yeah, for next yeah. week. I, I you gotta have give us a recommendation. I have some ideas. All right. Um, yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, like hit us up on like Instagram, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Just put us put down a comment on what you guys would want to, uh, us to review or talk about. Because uh, we, we love doing this, and we can't really do this without you guys, but we will if we have to. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm Ben Decker. You've been listening to Movie Reel. Bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye.